Well, hello and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're talking with Tila Jones. She's a foster care and adoption specialist with the Department of Family Services. We're talking about Adoption and Adoption Awareness Month, which is recognized during the month of November, so definitely a timely topic. We'll also be talking about the importance of adoption year-round, as well as uh, any misconceptions we may think about when we hear the terms adoption and, and foster care. But first, Tila, thank you for being on the County Conversation. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Glad that you were here. I know uh, I know. last year and uh, perhaps in previous years, we have focused uh, one of our county conversation pop, uh, podcast topics on adoption because it is Adoption Awareness Month. Why is it so important that every November we kind of recognize and highlight adoption with this with this special month? I think it's very important to um, recognize the families that have opened up their heart and their homes to foster children to adopt. And I think that by recognizing them, um, we also recognize the work that goes into um, fostering and adopting as well. And that's one thing I wanted to make sure that we talked about. You you talked about fostering. We're talking about foster care and adoption. But those are, they're similar but different, right? Yes, they are. Could could you maybe take for a moment first as we're getting started, the differences or, or what we're talking about when we hear the terms foster care and then the term adoption? Well, foster care is a temporary um, kind of fix for children who come into care. Um, and, and, and the idea is not for them to um, stay in foster care. You know, the idea is for them to return home. Adoption is more of a permanent solution. The child needs a home. They've been in the they've been in the uh, in foster care for over a year or two, and they were not able to return back to their to their own home. And so we look for a permanent placement for them. Mm-hmm. Now, now does foster care always lead to adoption? Not always. We have families that only want to foster. Um, they enjoy it. Um, they put their whole heart into fostering and helping them to either get back home, you know, kind of bridge the gap to going back home mm-hmm. or transitioning into a permanent home. Mm-hmm. Okay. W- you know, we are talking again, Batila, about adoption and adoption awareness month, but foster care is uh, is part of that process, if you will. Oftentimes, as, as she just said, not not every time does a foster care lead to adoption. But uh, we're we're trying to draw attention and highlight Adoption Awareness Month. Interestingly, uh, November 17th of this month, the Fairfax County Board of Supervisors proclaiming November as Adoption Awareness Month here in uh, Fairfax County, the time to recognize the, quote, powerful love that families show when they adopt a child through foster care and raise awareness about the ways that the county continues to support families post-adoption. What about those ways of support? What What is Fairfax County doing to support adoption and the adoptive parents and children? Uh, Fairfax, they uh, they provide 
lots of services for adoptive families. Um, they have counseling. Um, they provide um, resources in the community. They provide um, post-adoption services after the adoption is is finalized. We have some, you know, families that have adopted children with special needs and may require a little bit longer services than, um, you know, maybe a child that doesn't have special needs. So the post-adoption worker um, will continue to help with resources for the family so that they may be able to um, help the child, you know, kind of thrive in the home with the services. Right. Is it, um, well, I, I was going to say, is it a, a, a challenging or difficult situation? And I, and I can only imagine that it would be for both the child and the parent, uh, you know, transitioning, you know, for a child transitioning to an adoptive family, the, the parents may be becoming uh, parents for the first time through the adoption process. Are there, uh, perhaps you mentioned the support groups, the, the support that's given emotionally to both uh, parent and child? Yes. Um, you know, our resources, we have training and supportive services. There's also a resource specialist that's, you know, that stays on the case um, through the adoption post process. And even after there's a post-adoption worker that comes on, um, we, you know, offer resources of counseling, child care, um, all of those things. Is it, um, well, I was going to, I was going to ask a question, but I guess I'll, 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 uh, preface it by this part. You are uh, maybe in a, a unique position that you are not only uh, a, a service provider, if you will, but you are actually a, uh, a foster to adoptive parent. Yes, sir. I am. And um, it has, the experience has, um, I feel like empowered me even more to work with families um, especially families that may be a little bit reluctant um, to adopt because of, you know, some of the things they've heard, the myths. Um, so I'm able to bring some real life situations and experiences to the table. Would you mind sharing your, your personal story? Yes. Um, I adopted my great niece and nephew um, when they were three and four. Um, it was um, and I didn't even know I had niece and great niece and nephew at the time. My husband and I were stationed overseas because he was military. And um, we got a letter saying that we were identified as a possible resource for the, the two children. And I was like, oh, OK. So then we went to a family partnership meeting. And so at the time, I was just starting out my career with um, children and family services in the Seattle area. And so it was a little new to me as well. And we started visits with the children um, over the weekends, and then we gradually graduated to them, you know, transitioning full time into our home. Um, and what we recognized when the children came was that they had some special needs. And as a worker, and even a new worker, I knew that it was very imperative that services needed to start for them ASAP in order for them to be successful. And so I advocated for them to receive their speech, their OT, um, and specialized daycare for them as well. Um, so navigating through the um, foster care foster care adoption uh, system was really new to me, and um, I I felt it quite challenging 
But I knew that the end result was going to be that, you know, we were going to adopt these children and provide a safe, stable and loving environment for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, went, we went through the adoption process. Um, and sometimes people, you know, think that um, going through the process is, uh, you know, invading their privacy, you know, too many questions, um, all of that. But I didn't feel it, feel that the process was that invasive um, because I knew what the re- end result was going to be. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had to be upfront um, and honest with whoever came out to do the interviews with us. Do, do you think, um, and you hear these anecdotal stories that, you know, there are so many questions that, you know, the interview process or the paperwork process, it's a time consuming effort, you know, all the, I don't know, different kind of, checks on what credit history or personal backgrounds or whatever is that a is that a factor that perhaps leads to to folks not wanting to adopt children because they they think it's too much of a hassle i think more so maybe not the paperwork but more so am i qualified you know oh. how do i qualify for being an adoptive parent um you know can i do this um are there any um, restraints to um, me applying to be a, a, an adoptive family or a foster family? So, so address that. What are what are the requirements? What does that look like? Yeah. Um, well, you know, and some of the myths are that you know, um, teenager, teenagers don't want to be adopted. They're harder to, um, you know, to parent. And adoptive families don't want to talk to you know child's birth families and that's not what mm-hmm. we found either. But um, in my experience, I actually had a um, a foster to adopt grandmother who was 82 years old, and she had her three-year-old um, great-granddaughter placed with her. And of course, we had to go to a family team meeting and talk about this because some people were concerned about her age, but she was very healthy. She still drove. And she had the support of her sons and her grandchildren who could not be a placement option for this child. And so um, she was on Social Security. Um, You know, you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to be rich. You just have to be able to, you know, financially take care of yourself and run your household. And so she was able to adopt. And it was a wonderful outcome. Um, I've also had a um, foster adopt mother who was disabled. Um, you know, her income was social security as well. And, um, she didn't have a license. She didn't drive, but she had a bus that came and, you know, picked her and the child up and dropped him off at daycare. And so she had all the supports and services that she needed to take care of the child. So it wasn't a deterrent for her to want to adopt. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter, you know, what economical situation you're in, um, you do have to be over the age of 18, be able to financially take care of yourself and your household. You okay. don't have to be, yeah, you don't have to be rich. You right. definitely do not. Right. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have adopted either. <laughs> okay. Well, we are talking with Tila Jones, uh, foster care and adoption specialist with Fairfax County's Department of Family Services. November is Adoption Awareness Month. A uh, a great time for you to, uh, you know, maybe take this into your uh, your mind and think about it and let it run around in there and uh, 
think about uh, how you could uh, bring a child or children into your uh, family uh, and uh, your home as either a, a foster parent or, you know, down the road, uh, even adopting them into your family. Interesting, you you talked about one of the myths or uh, misconceptions about uh, older children. Uh, interestingly, a little statistic I found on uh, one of your, your Adoption Awareness Month webpage uh, that if you want to find that, just go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search Adoption Awareness Month. It says between October 1st, 2019 and October 1st, 2020, 41 adoptions were finalized in Fairfax County, and 55% of the, of the children adopted were 10 years old and older. So, you know, a, a majority by a slight percentage, but uh, 10 and older. So, uh, you know, right here, a, a statistic that uh, kind of bears out that fact that uh, uh, older children are not lost in the system, if you will. Yes. And, and, and you know, years ago, it was you you probably wouldn't have found 55 percent in that age group. But so many things have changed and so many people have opened up their hearts and their homes for children between the age of 10 and 18. Right. You've not only the personal experience, but the work experience, so, you know, over 20 years of, of doing this. What's the one thing? What's the special story? What is something you remember? I mean, doing all this, is it is it the, the personal memory of the, the child and the family? Or just kind of talk to me a little bit about what you've learned over the years doing this. What I've learned over the years is, number one, you really have to heart, have a heart and a passion to do this this work. Um, and you really have to care about safety and well-being and permanency for a child. And you have to look at all options for a child, whether it's a relative, um, whether it's a, a, a friend of the family. Um, and, you know, really look at where, you know, what, what is the goal for this child? Um, you know, and what is your purpose working with this child? Um, mm -hmm. I remember having a case um, of a young girl and her, she was in a foster home for about two years. And when the case came over to me in foster care, and this is in the Seattle area, I immediately got a phone call from an aunt saying, I have been trying to locate the worker for this child and I want to be in a, I want to be an option for the child. And so when you get a call like that and a child has been in a placement for two years, it really, you know, does something to your heart because you know that the child has been in this placement for two years and has kind of bonded this family. But on the other hand, you have a viable relative that has passed, you know, passed all the background checks, has done everything they needed to do for this child. And, you know, it, it, it puts you kind of in the middle of the road of, oh my gosh, you know, my heart hurts for this foster family who wanted to adopt, but my heart also, um, you know, would hurt for this child if she wasn't able to stay in her family. So that was an interesting case. And yeah. transitioning the child to, the aunt. Um, I still get um, emails and pictures of the child. At that time, she was two, and I believe now she is sixteen, and she's done very well. Yeah, but but that is the the type of story that you often see in a in a movie or read in a book. 
where you have a, a child placed in foster care and then, you know, being dramatic, you know, uprooted from that and placed with a family member who hadn't had contact, for instance, you know, just to hyper dramatize it. That's some of the negative side of it that that comes with it. But the end result, the outcome that you're looking for is what you just described, the 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 great loving setting for the family, I mean, for the for the child. And unfortunately, the child had to go through that foster care parenting situation before finding the relative. Yes. And we, you know, we bridged the gap. We, the foster family was willing to um, stay in contact with the family after they adopted. Wow. Cool. So that was a positive outcome. And so it made the transition a little bit easier. Right. What would you, what kind of advice would you give folks that are listening to this right now that, uh, you know, have heard of foster care, heard of adoption, you know, haven't really thought about it. Is there anything that you would say to them to have them think about it now? Not only November is Adoption Awareness Month, but, uh, you know, maybe next month or the month after. Um, what what should they think about and, and consider uh, if they're interested in adoption? I would definitely have them call in to the office. Also check out the website that you mentioned, the fairfaxcounty.gov, and search for foster care. And you can search for adoption as well. And reach out to that to a specialist, um, a social service specialist, and um, ask those questions um, that may be difficult or um, some of the questions about the myths. Um, take that first step to opening up your door and your heart for a child because they're waiting for you. I kind of gave a statistic about how many children have been adopted in the, you know, the the most recent year. Is there any statistics or any numbers that you have right now about children in Fairfax County in the uh, foster care system or or children needing adoption? Any kind of numbers or statistics that you can provide? Yes, at the end of September, there were 193 children in foster care between wow. the air, the ages of zero and 21, and they're ready for you know, uh, foster care services, 92 children were 10 and under and 101 were 11 to 20 years old. And, um, we are, are working diligently to, you know, ensure that those, fa those children find a safe and, um, loving environment and right. nurturing. We mentioned, uh, both of us have mentioned fairfaxcounty.gov. Just search uh, foster care and adoption. You can search uh, Adoption Awareness Month. Uh, you can go to uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash family services uh, and, and, and search from there as well, get more information. Uh, telephone number, uh, maybe that folks can call for more information, Tila? 703-324-7639. Seven zero three three two four seven six three nine, or again, go online to fairfaxcounty.gov and uh, search, or just use your uh, favorite uh, search engine and uh, search for Fairfax County Foster Care and Adoption. Or if you're listening uh, to this uh, outside of the Fairfax County government jurisdiction, just use your favorite search engine and uh, search for your jurisdiction for foster care and adoption. A um, a, a foster care and adoption professional, as well as a uh, foster care to adoptive parent. Tila Jones here with us on the County Conversation. Tila, 
final thoughts, final words from you about the importance of foster care and adoption specifically and 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 kind of a key takeaway that you want our listeners to to leave with today. Well, certainly it's very important that we have um for children who are in need of a place to stay, a warm heart, a warm family that is nurturing and that will be able to provide safety for them. Um, we are always looking for not the perfect family, but you, for your family, if you're willing to open up your heart and your home. And also, um, Jim, you did say that this was a, uh, our National Adoption Awareness Month. And although we are doing everything virtual, we are having um, a, a small celebration, viral virtual um, celebration on November 7th, which is a Saturday from 1 to 2.30 p.m., we do have a keynote speaker, uh, keynote uh, speaker and author, uh, Tony Hayes, who is an interracial adoptee with LGBTQ identifying par- adoptive parents. So we do have him as a speaker. We also sent out um, gift boxes to each of the adoptive families. And in those boxes were treats and snacks and games that they can engage with their families with. Um and also, I think there's going to be like a scavenger hunt with some of the things that are in the box as well. So cool. even though we're kind of quarantined and kind That's of right. um, everything virtual, we still wanted to have um, fun with the whole family and uh, have the families be able to engage with the children. Well, again, if you are listening to this podcast after November 7th or after the month of November is over, Hey, that's fine. That doesn't mean that uh, foster care and adoption needs stop. There's always a uh, need for foster parents and adoptive parents 365 days a year. So if you want to get more information, call 703-324-7639. Or again, use your uh, search engine. Go to uh, and search Fairfax County Foster Care and Adoption or Adoption Awareness Month and uh, get more information. Tila Jones, thank you for being on the County Conversation podcast and uh, not only for the the work you do professionally, personally, but also for uh, being here with us and uh, sharing this valuable information. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. My pleasure. Tila Jones with us today. And thanks to her as well as you for joining us on the County Conversation podcast. If you want to get more uh, Fairfax County podcast, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash podcast. Or for more news, go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. You can also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation Podcast is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.